Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. I'm your host, Catherine Best Gordon. Today's episode is The Ketogenic Diet and Immunity Two Studies You Should Read. One of the challenges that we face today, this is the time of the coronavirus, COVID 19. One of the challenges that we face is that information is getting out into the internet, in the newspapers, and it's difficult to know what kind of information to trust. This is why what I'm sharing today are studies from Yale University, and then another study that has been published in the scientific journal Lung. I think it's very important at this time to be sharing the science and things that are studies that you can trust and that you can read for yourself and then decide whether these studies apply for you and make any difference in your lifestyle. If you're listening to the Sugar Freedom Show, you're probably already interested in getting off of sugar. But in addition, I have also been off of sugar, grains, and processed vegetable and seed oils for almost 12 years now. I've been following a ketogenic nutritional approach for that long. What is a ketogenic nutritional approach? Generally, It's right around 20 grams maximum of carbohydrates per day, which keeps you in nutritional ketosis. And how do I test that? I have a keto mojo meter, and I can test my blood with that meter, which shows whether I'm in nutritional ketosis. And in general, that's going to be 0.5 millimolar uh, in in the blood that's tested. And what they're testing for is beta-hydroxybutyrate and acetone. And this shows that you're in a nutritional ketosis state. Now, why is that important? Well, mostly for many of you, and the reason that I went keto in the first place was to lose weight, to lose fat, but also to manage things like negative self-talk, create a better mood, manage joint pain, reduce inflammation, and just create an overall better quality of life. I have a history as an overeater ever since childhood, and by Following a ketogenic nutrition strategy, I have been able to manage my appetite. Probably the number one benefit of the ketogenic diet that I have experienced over many years is the normalization of appetite. When I eat a ketogenic diet, I have the appetite of a normal person. I can very comfortably eat two or three meals a day, and I don't snack in between. It allowed me to release fat and to arrive at a normal body rate. Excuse me, a normal body weight. The importance of this episode today, though, is many of us are experiencing a great deal of anxiety from dealing with the coronavirus here in Tuolumne County. Uh, School has been canceled. Um, I'm staying home. A lot of people are practicing social distancing. A lot of us are continuing. We we can still go to the grocery store. The stores are open. And what to buy, what to do, how to eat responsibly at a very tense time that we're facing right now. I want to cite the two studies. The first one is, and this is from Science Daily, and there is a link in the show notes that you can click so that you can read this. And I think it's very helpful if you read it for yourself and then you can make a decision on whether it applies to you. This is from Science Daily. The headline is, Ketogenic Diet Helps Tame Flu Virus. A high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet like the keto regimen has its fans, but influenza apparently isn't one of them. Mice fed a ketogenic diet were better able to combat the flu virus than mice fed food high in carbohydrates, according to a new study. And here we go. Of course, this is a rodent study, but at least the next study I'm going to cite is in humans. 
And the reason I share this study, even though it is a rodent study, is because it's important for two reasons. The study found that immune system activators called inflammasomes, they've known this before, can cause harmful immune system responses in the host. This diet in these rodents blocked that inflammasome response. So I like to think of inflammatory response as kind of a Goldilocks effect. We don't want it to be too weak. We don't want it to be too strong. We want it to be just right. The inflammasomes are an overreaction of the immune system, which is not helpful. So not only did it prevent the inflammasome overreaction of the, new, of the immune system, it also had the beneficial reaction, which was they showed that the, vice, the mice fed a ketogenic diet and infected with the influenza virus had a higher survival rate than mice on a high-carb normal diet. Specifically, the researchers found that the ketogenic diet triggered the release of gamma-delta T cells, immune system cells that produce mucus in the cell linings of the, of the lung, while the high-carbohydrate diet did not. And what is important about that is that that, that reaction, it was beneficial to the lung. So on the one hand, the ketogenic diet caused more beneficial reactions in the, in the lung, but it also prevented the overreaction of the inflammasomes. And once again, it, it's very helpful for you to go ahead and read this article in Science Daily because that can lead you through the conclusions that were made on this study. Now, the second study is in humans. And this one from the journal Lung is a 20-day, here it is, Effects of 20 Days of the Ketogenic Diet on Metabolic and Respiratory Parameters in Healthy Subjects. The abstract is, the effects of the ketogenic diet on weight loss, metabolic, and respiratory parameters were investigated in healthy sub subjects. So this is really interesting. 32 subjects were randomized. They followed a ketogenic diet and then switched to a low-carbohydrate but not ketogenic diet, and then finally a Mediterranean diet. The results were that the ketogenic diet created a significant decrease in RER after 20 and 40 days in the KD group, but not in the Mediterranean diet group. In the ketogenic diet group, significant reductions were observed for both carbon dioxide out output and PETCO2. However, there was no significant change in VO2, VCO2, and REE. While both diets significantly decreased body fat mass, the ketogenic diet overall proved to have a higher percentage of fat loss versus the Mediterranean diet. And here's the conclusion from this study. The KD, ketogenic diet, may significantly decrease carbon dioxide body stores, which may theoretically be beneficial for patients with increased carbon dioxide arterial partial pressure due to respiratory insufficiency or failure. So what we're seeing in the second study is a different kind of lung support that has to do with carbon dioxide production. One of the things that happens when you're in lung distress, you're, you're not just simply dealing with a lack of oxygen. You're also dealing with an inability to get rid of carbon dioxide. So there's another area where the ketogenic diet can be helpful. And I'm going to say it one more time. I do hope that you will actually follow the links and read these articles for yourself so that you can form an opinion. I'd like to go on and talk about the ketogenic diet and the ketogenic lifestyle. Once again, I suspect that many of you who are listening to this podcast are already familiar with keto. Perhaps you're already on keto, or you may be somebody who is curious and wondering if they should try a ketogenic diet. And this is when I'll say, I'm just uh, sharing my 
personal experience, I am not a medical doctor or a registered dietitian, so you do need to check with one before you begin. That being said, the ketogenic diet is right around 20 grams of carbohydrate per day or less, generally from vegetables that grow above the ground. So your green leafy vegetables, colorful vegetables, but not so much things like roots, like carrots and potatoes and things like that. Some of the top ketogenic vegetables I like to eat are broccoli, cauliflower, zucchini. Those are some of my favorites. Obviously, all of the lettuces, romaines, green leaf lettuces, even iceberg lettuce if you like it, cabbage, cucumber, tomatoes. So once again, in general, these are vegetables that grow above the ground. And uh, there's plenty of resources that you can find that are going to show you the best vegetables that are going to have, you know, around five to 10 uh, grams of carbohydrate per serving, preferably five. For example, your romaine lettuce, green leaf lettuce, cucumber, tomatoes, broccoli, cauliflower, zucchini, all of these have about five grams or less carbohydrate per one cup serving. What else are you going to eat? Well, in general, a, as you know, that's going to be very low in carbohydrates, so you're going to be eating protein and fat. So it's not high in protein, but it is relatively high in fat, and it's definitely low in carbohydrates. Within those parameters, the most important point is 20 grams or less of carbohydrate per day. I use a Keto Mojo blood ketone meter which tells me if I'm in nutritional ketosis. Right now, um, I think a lot of us are concerned about what we're spending money on. The test strips are very expensive, so I'm probably not going to buy more for a while. But I've been in nutritional ketosis for a long time, so I know that what I'm eating is keeping me in nutritional ketosis. Another issue is that we're dealing with right now as we go through trying to maintain immunity and maintain our health during this time of the Corona-19 virus is a lot of us are shopping. We're trying to be responsible. We certainly don't want to practice anything like hoarding. We want to be practical in what we buy. So it's a, for example, everybody goes keto and everybody's out, you know, buying the, buying up all of the, all of the eggs and the cheese and the ground beef and all that. There are, there are some things that we can do that are responsible in terms of following a ketogenic diet so, for example, I actually happen to like liver, and liver is very good for us. It's good on a ketogenic diet, even though it has a little bit of carbohydrate in it. So one of the things that I would suggest is, is that if, if the whole world is out, you know, buying the chicken thighs and the pork chops, that maybe you might, especially if you like liver, you might look for liver. Or I also buy uh, sardines and anchovies. So you might broaden your choices in terms of, of protein in order to balance out that consumption as we go through these trying times. Also, remember the ketogenic diet is, you know, a little bit higher. You've got, got your fats, and my favorite fats are going to be just plain natural butter, um, the drippings from uh, cooking bacon, and so there are different ways of getting your fats as well. One thing that I do want to mention is a lot of people have had some concerns about what to do if you have issues with your cholesterol and you're going keto. I, obviously, not a medical doctor, but I do want to cite a study that was done in Kuwait, a long-term ketogenic diet in people who had high cholesterol. And the, the fat that they usually used in this diet was olive oil. So you could 
possibly if you have issues with your cholesterol, you're thinking of going keto, you might lean toward using olive oil more than the other um, than than butter and the other fats that are available to you. And if you Google a long-term ketogenic study, high cholesterol Kuwait, (laughs) if you Google that, I'm sure you'll come up with this study and you can read it yourself. It's really fascinating and also lists out all of the foods that they used in that study. So that's my broadcast for today. And of course, The Sugar Freedom Diet is the book that I wrote and released on ClickBank five years ago. And I just want you to know that on The Sugar Freedom Diet, the three-day sugar strike, which is what you begin the diet with on the first three days, that is a ketogenic diet, and that's 20 grams of carbohydrate per day or less. I have discovered that in order to maintain my 70-pound weight loss, I've simply stayed on the sugar strike. During holidays, sometimes I'll add back some fruit, I'll add back more nuts and some more recipes. But in general, my day-to-day lifestyle diet is that three-day sugar strike, and that is a ketogenic diet. Thank you to everyone who has purchased the program, who has read the book, and I just wish you health and happiness and take care of each other out there. And like I said, if you're going to go keto, maybe maybe choose uh, some beef liver, uh, other kinds of foods that, that, you know, maybe some of the sardines and the anchovies, you know, maybe choose some of the more unusual things so that we can balance out our consumption to make sure that there's enough ketogenic food to go around for everybody. Take care, uh, take care out there, and I will be back on the Sugar Freedom Show, um, certainly by everybody. Thanks, everyone, and make it a good day. Bye-bye.